In the midst of this global crisis, the voices for justice are revealing what really matters. It is time for Planetary Makeover. Here we feature solutions and modern miracles in documentary videos that offer hope for our future and remind us all of our spiritual source. Long ago it was forecast that at this time in history, extraordinary teachers, including the world teacher, would emerge to help us as we build a world that works for everyone. Now, here's your host of Planetary Makeover, Mr. David Minot. Welcome everyone to another episode of Planetary Makeover. This time around, we have the privilege of presenting yet another Dick Larson talk. This one was from an expo back in 2009, but you'll see that the topics and the subject matter and the delivery are as relevant today as they were then. And this talk, Dick had dubbed the eight great spiritual facts of life. And you will see his talk in its entirety. But first, as always, we want to go over the principles that we try to convey here at Planetary Makeover. Remember that we are not here to convince you of anything. All we ask is that you consider what we present with an open mind. A truly open mind is very rare on the planet today, but we think of our viewers as a rare breed, and we ask you to rise to the challenge. And I will try and hold myself to that same standard. No promises, but I'll do my best. And hopefully we'll learn from each other and we'll set a great example for each other. Because my being a presenter here does not give me any sort of authority. I'm learning from you and you from I. We are at the same level. Now, we are asking you to consider a new world. A new world that we would create, that humanity would, of sharing, justice, equality, synthesis, brotherhood, peace, love. Best of the old and the best of the new. And to accomplish this seemingly impossible task, we assert that humanity has help of an extraordinary kind. Humanity is not alone. And this assistance is humanity's elder brothers. That's just you and I, a couple hundred, a couple thousand years from now. Because yes, we also assert, as you know, if you watch this show, that reincarnation is reality. These elder brothers of humanity who are assisting us even as we speak and really have assisted humanity from the beginning go under many names. One of the most common names in our age and time is the masters of wisdom. Not masters over us or anyone else, but masters over their own energies and over the laws of life and the rules of nature. They also have a leader, the world teacher. And the world teacher and his group, the Masters of Wisdom, are returning to the world after a 98,000 year absence. Can you imagine? And they're here for all of humanity. And this is important, they are not religious figures. They are spiritual teachers. We need to learn to expand our idea of what spirituality is. Because we live in a spiritual universe. Everything is or should be spiritual and be performed in that same way. Now, this teacher has been predicted by all the major world religions 
even though he's not beholden to any of them. And you may know some of them as the Messiah for the Jews, the Imam Mahdi or Messiah for the Muslims, the Kalki Avatar for the Hindus, the Christians await the Christ, and the Buddhists are awaiting, wait for it, Maitreya. Yes, the Buddhists got the name right. That is the name of the world teacher for this age, Maitreya. Now, he's a spiritual teacher in the broadest sense, here for everyone. Maitreya and the Masters of Wisdom are here for the people, not religious, governmental, or philosophical institutions. This is important to remember. And this event is literally considered the most important event in mankind's history. Why? Because it's never happened before that the world teacher for this planet would come before us in person, not in the guise of one of his teachers, and with his brethren. Now, Maitreya and the Masters of Wisdom aren't looking for followers. They don't want you to believe in them. They are not here to found a new religion or to look for followers. In fact, Maitreya has said that if you chase after me, you will lose me. If you try to put me in your pocket, you will never find me. So they love everyone unconditionally. Fundamentalists, atheists, agnostics, everyone. And Maitreya is an avatar wielding energies and combinations never seen on this planet before. And he in turn is overshadowed uh, by the avatar of peace and equilibrium, of synthesis, and of a third energy for which we have no name. And so the Masters of Wisdom will be helping humanity enter the Age of Aquarius, exiting as we are the Age of Pisces, which I will let Dick explain. So writings about Maitreya and the Masters, as well as their own writings, are freely available to all of humanity. These writings are meant to stimulate our minds and enhance our intuition. Just reading or listening to it is transformative in a way that does not interfere with our free will, which is sacrosanct to the Masters of Wisdom. And this subject, vast in scope, is known as the Ageless Wisdom Teaching, or the AWT as I call it for short. Some of the writers would be Madame Blavatsky, Helena Roderick, Alice Bailey, most recently, Benjamin Krem, and also Jiddu Krishnamurti has touched upon it as well. Now, Dick, our, or I should say our presenter for today, is a counselor with a background in education who addresses the issues of meditation and practical spirituality. He's been a guest on radio talk shows nationwide, co-hosted a radio program, and produced a host and hosted a series of public access television shows around the nation. Dick gives public lectures on the Aegis Wisdom teaching and their relationship to what is happening in the world today. His message is, of, is one of great hope for our future. And Dick was also the original host and one of the founding members of this show, Planetary Makeover. And with that, let's watch Dick Larson's video. Hi, welcome. My name is Dick Larson. And as you probably know, I'm going to be talking about eight important spiritual facts of life today. Before I start, I, I just want to say a couple things, and that is, first of all, please don't believe anything I have to say just because I say it. I'm not here to sell you a bill of goods. I'm not here to ram something down your throat. I'm not here to convince you of anything or get you to think like I think or anything like that. I just have some information that I want to share with you. If a little bit of it is useful to you or makes sense to you, great. So the only thing I ask is that you try to keep an open mind. 
Now, that's more difficult than we think because we all have been brought up with a certain belief system and certain a way of life, and, uh, and it's hard to step out of that and open the window a little bit, but I'm going to ask you to just crack the window open a little bit here for the next 45 minutes while we talk about spiritual facts of life. I'm going to start with number one. I'm actually going to give you a handout on this in a little while, um, but if you want to take notes, that's okay too. Spiritual fact number one, all is God. All is God. Now, as I go through this talk, I'm going to refer to something called the Ageless Wisdom Teachings. The Ageless Wisdom Teachings. And those are ancient, 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 thousands and thousands and thousands of years old philosophy of teachings. And it's said to underlie all of the world's major religions. So I will be talking about the Ageless Wisdom Teachings. The latest two proponents or teachers of the Ageless Wisdom have been a woman named Alice A. Bailey, who wrote uh, about 20 books in the 30s and 40s. If you want to read any Alice Bailey, hi, come on in. If you want to read any Alice Bailey, I suggest you start with Ponder on This, which is quite readable, and it's kind of a summary of what's in the 20 books um, by Alice Bailey. Then the next one, and the one who is alive now and going around the world teaching uh, the latest revelations of the Ageless Wisdom, is named Benjamin Krem, C-R-E-M-E. He's from London, England. He's written several books. They're available on Amazon and elsewhere. So if you want to read about the Ageless Wisdom teachings, you can read uh, Alice Bailey or Benjamin Krem. I, I really recommend you start with Benjamin Krem first. He's a little easier to read and um, certainly more current, although Alice Bailey's stuff lasts well. Okay, so all is God. Benjamin Krem says, first of all, it's really difficult to define God. I mean, I'm no, I'm no good at it. So I'm going to tell you what Benjamin Krem says. Benjamin Krem says, God is all the laws and energies that make up the manifest and unmanifest universe, all that we see and don't see in the cosmos. Now, how do you know there's a God? How do you know there's a God? There's really only one way, to my knowledge. And that is not faith, because if it's faith only, then it's blind faith. And I don't recommend blind faith to anybody. But a way to know God is to experience God in your life in some way. And that'll be very personal. It'll be different for everyone, how you experience God in your life. But if you have an experience of God working in your life, then that's how you know there's a God. Now, you can't show it to anybody. You can't prove it to anybody. But you know, and that's the important thing, is that you know. And it's that experience that faith comes out of. It's that experience that the faith should grow out of. So everything is God. Well, how do, I, I'm a separate person. How can I be God? Well, I'll tell you. I'll use a little analogy that I just love. A drop of water is falling from the heavens, and it's heading towards the ocean. And it says, oh boy, I'm going to join all that water. Down. And boom, it hits, splashes into the ocean. And it looks around and it sees all these other little drops. But they're also ocean. So they're drops and they're ocean. And now he's not just a drop. He's ocean too. We're the drops. God is the ocean. We're all ocean. Because we all have God in us. I think, and many think, and that makes us all parts of God. Everything's God. In the ocean, everything's ocean, right? The weeds are ocean, the starfish are ocean, the fish are, it's all ocean. Well, everything's God. God's in everything, God's in everything we see, God's in everything we don't see. So God is all and all is God. Spiritual fact number one. Now, I'm going to skip to facts 7 and 8 right now, and, and you'll see why in a minute, but I want to do 7 and 8 before I go ahead and do the others. Spiritual fact 7 is one rule fits all. One rule, R-U-L-E, fits all. Anybody have any idea what that rule might be? It fits every spiritual program. It fits every major religion in the world. Matter of fact, it's in every major religion in the world. It's said in every every major religion in one way or another, the golden rule. 
treat others like you would like to be treated. That covers it all. That covers the Ten Commandments. It covers everything. One rule fits all. And that rule is the golden rule. Treat others like you'd like to be treated. Actually, you don't even have to go that far to make a difference. All you have to do is be harmless. Harmless. You don't even have to like people. <laughs> or much less love them. Just be harmless. Just imagine for a second, just think for a second, if everybody in the world didn't hurt anybody, they were harmless. Woo, the world would be different, wouldn't it? It would be a completely different world. It would be transformed without all the love stuff, just harmlessness. Yeah. Now, harmlessness is an aspect of love. Make no mistake about it. But harmlessness. So the golden rule fits all. Rule number seven, or, or fact number seven. Fact number eight, happiness follows service. Happiness follows service. There are many ways to serve. All you have to do is look around. There are tons of people who need stuff. There are all kinds of needs. I mean, just walking across the street, you can find a need. If there's a piece of paper or trash on the ground, you can pick it up. Throw it away when you come to a trash can. I mean, there's all kinds of needs out there. Just find something that fits your personality, your style, and serve. And we can do that in many ways. I'll tell you, one of the ways that we can be of service is a brand new meditation that I want to make sure you know about before you leave. Can you all hear me okay? Okay, good. I've got competition, so I'm just wondering. Good. And that way of service in that meditation is called transmission meditation, not transcendental. Transmission meditation. Just a couple minutes on what it is. It's a new group meditation. It's a group meditation. And it's free of charge, done in people's homes, whoever wants to sponsor it. There are transmission meditation groups all around the world. It was introduced in about 1975 by Benjamin Krem. He's been going around, he's been going around the world teaching it. And can you all still hear me? Okay. <laughs> and transmission meditation is done in, in a group. A group is three or more people. And we have a list of people in Southern California who, who are having this transmission in their home, and we have their phone number, and you can call them and ask them if you can try their group. What is transmission meditation? I'll tell you. It combines two yogas, Laya Yoga and Karma Yoga. Karma Yoga, the yoga of service, and Laya Yoga, the yoga of personal growth, the growth of the chakras, spiritual growth. In transmission meditation, what you do is you make your chakras available to the spiritual universe to send their energy through out into the world to help change the world. You don't send it anywhere. You just focus here at the Ajna Center between the eyebrows and let the masters, the spiritual masters, send their energy through you out into the world. People have been doing this since 1975. It's very powerful. People under 12 should not do this. Their chakras are not fully developed yet. But that's how you serve the world, is by sitting there and focusing in this group and letting the energy go out into the world. Now, you can't possibly have all that energy going through your chakras without experiencing tremendous personal growth as well, spiritual growth. Benjamin Krem has said that one year of doing transmission meditation one or two times a week and, and trying to stay focused is equal to about 10 years of any other meditation in terms of your personal growth. So transmission meditation is, is the, the latest meditation. It is one of the most powerful meditations in the world. And it's a very simple way for busy people to serve the world. You sit and you meditate for a half hour, an hour, hour and a half, whatever you work up to. Some evening, like Tuesday nights from 7 to 8.30 or something like that, 7 to 8, in somebody's home, you do that once a week and you're serving the world in a very powerful way. And I really recommend it. We have a list of transmission. If you want a list of, of where the transmissions are, please put your hand up and we'll give you a list. Share, share, my friend Share will give you a list. Thank you. So number eight, happiness follows service. 
Now we're going to jump back to number two. Number two is God has a plan. Important spiritual fact number two is God has a plan. If this is the spiritual universe and this is the physical universe, the ageless wisdom says that everything that's physical comes out of spirit. Everything that's physical started out as spirit. And it says that ultimately everything that is physical returns to spirit. This process, scientists call this process involution involution coming from spirit into physical existence they call the process of going from physical to spiritual what yes evolution evolution so if we're here right now the process if we want to participate in God's plan if this is the big plan and we want to participate in it then we want to participate in the process of evolution we want to evolve as a matter of fact According to the plan, everything is evolving. Our solar system is evolving. Our planet Earth is evolving. And do you know how planet Earth is evolving? It's evolving because we evolve. We are the middle ground between physical and spirit because we have both. We have both. And that's our job on the planet. Our job on the planet, humanity, is the middle ground, is the middle, it's the go-between, it's the unifier. We are the unifier between the physical and the spiritual. And as we evolve individually and as a human race, as we evolve, our planet evolves. So that's, this is the process that we're participating in now. So the more and more spiritual that we can become, the more we are evolving. And we evolve by learning and growing. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. Actually, Learning, growing, meditating, and service. Meditation and service are the royal road to spiritual growth. So number two, God has a plan. Humanity is made up of four aspects. Physical, emotional, mental, and Spiritual, good. Physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. These are the four aspects of humanity. Almost every philosophy on the planet agrees with that. Even the major religions agree with that. Physical, humanity has evolved very well physically. Emotionally, humanity has actually over-evolved. We make far too many decisions based on our feelings instead of our thinking. And then, we, and then our feelings change and we go, oh, why did I do that? How can I fix that? How can I correct that? I wish I hadn't done that. So we have over-evolved emotionally. And what we need to do now, humanity's task, is to grow mentally and spiritually. So this could be called our lower self. Our lower self. And this could be called our higher self. This is where intuition comes from. This is where gut feel comes from. Gut feel is a feeling. It's not intuition. Intuition comes in interaction between the mind and the soul. The Ageless Wisdom says that you can picture the soul as a multi-pointed white light about six inches above the top of your head, connected by golden threads to your heart and your mind. Isn't that nice? I like that. Yeah. So the soul is what we wanted. What we want to do now is start living our lives based on mental and soul and less on emotional and feelings, emotional and physical. That would be evolving. That would be growth. So God has a plan. Spiritual fact number three, all works under law. All works under law. Excuse me a second.
There are, there are three laws I'd like you to know about. There are many. But three laws that affect every day of your life are the law of cause and effect. For every effect, there is a cause. For everything that happens, there's a cause. That's the law of cause and effect. In the East, they call it the law of what? Karma. Good. Yes, it's the same law. It's the same law. Cause and effect, karma. The scientists call it the law of action and reaction. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And that's how life works. We cause the effects in our life. We're in charge. <laughs> yeah, isn't that, isn't that awful? <laughs> now we have to be responsible about it. Yeah. So if you don't want people to cut you off on the freeway, you need to do what? Not cut people off. If you want people to be kind and thoughtful to you, you need to be kind and thoughtful to others. That's how the law works. That's how the law works. And that's why revenge doesn't work. Getting even is not getting even. Whatever happened to you, there was a cause for it. Leave it alone. Now it's all balanced out probably. You know? But then when we go in and get revenge, now we start a whole new cycle. Now they owe us again. And it's going to happen. Because it's a universal... God-given law, the law of cause and effect. It is absolute. It never not happens. Except in cases of grace, God's grace. That, that can sometimes mitigate some of the cause and effect. But in general, that determines our lives for better or for worse, moment to moment to moment to moment to moment. Now, when you guys get where you are, you've got a lot more good karma going for you than you do negative karma. I mean, you wouldn't be in this room in a lecture about spirituality unless you knew that you were a living soul. You know? Well, once pe people know they're a living soul, they're on the final stretch of the evolutionary path. I mean, you know, you might have 20 or 30 lives left, but you've already had thousands and thousands and thousands of lives. You know, you've been every race, black, white, brown, yellow, green, blue, purple. You've been male, female, grandmothers, granddaughters. You've been married, you've been single, you've been, you know, everything. Everything. We've been it all. We're trying to learn the lessons that planet Earth has to live. And that brings up the second law, which is the law of rebirth. The law of rebirth. Some call it reincarnation. I'm not talking about where people come back as animals. That's, um, what's that called? Yes. That's the transmigration of souls. That is not rebirth. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people coming back as people. You know, the soul is eternal and takes on new bodies to learn new lessons until it learns all the lessons that planet Earth has to teach us. And the soul remembers where it left off in the last lifetime. So you pick up where you left off every time. And you don't have to do anything. You can just cruise through life, kind of not do anything. It's okay. The soul is eternally patient eternally patient. But at some point, it's going to wake us up and we're going to realize we're a soul and that we probably have some purposes in this lifetime. And maybe it'd be a good idea to check into that and get busy. And so that's what we do. So by the time you know that you're a soul, you have had thousands and thousands of lifetimes and you're on the final, you're on the final stretch. Um, and so that's the law of rebirth. It makes sense. It makes sense. How could a six-year-old child sit down and compose a cantata in 12 minutes? Because it was a composer in its previous lifetime. That's how. How could this girl in Whittier who paints just like... Um, cut his ear off. Pica no. Van Gogh. Yeah. Picasso. How could she paint just like Picasso? Her paintings are in museums all around the world now. She was painting four or five at a time when she was 15 years old, 14 years old. They're in museums now. She probably is Picasso. That's how. <laughs> you know? I mean, it just makes so much sense. And so we're all at different places in our evolution. And that's okay. That's okay. All right. So all works out under law. The third law that I said I wanted you to know about is the law of love. The law of love. Love is an energy that streams from the heart of the sun. In our cosmos, in our world, God is love. God is love, so we are love. Now, some of us are better at expressing it than others. 
Buddha was really good at expressing it. The Christ was really good at expressing it. Confucius was really good at expressing it. You know, we're getting there. But we are love. We're just not able to show it and demonstrate it like some of the others have so far. But we're working on it. That's what we're doing here. We're working on it. Love is magnetic. Love holds things together. It's the unifying force in our world that binds things together. For us, for most of us, love is a, a feeling of excitement, friendliness, kindness, agape, brotherly love. But that's not what true spiritual love is. Spiritual love is very neutral. Spiritual love is the combination of love and wisdom. Spiritual love is the combination of love and wisdom. Love is our nature. Love is our nature. Great teacher came to teach us that. And we're still trying to learn that lesson, you know? Okay, spiritual fact number four, God has wise helpers. God has wise helpers. There are great, great spirits who have gone through human evolution ahead of us. They've done everything we've done. You know, they've killed people. They've been every race. They've been every sex. They've, you know, done it all. And they've gone through evolution ahead of us, and then they've stuck around. As permanent spirits, demonstrated by the, the great teacher Jesus, when he died and he rose from the dead and then he ascended into heaven, he ascended showing the path that we're all going to take. We're all going to take that path. We're all going to become permanent spirits once we learn all the lessons that planet Earth has to teach us. We're going to become permanent spirits. Well, that's what these great spiritual beings called masters, masters of wisdom, masters of the kingdom. They're, they're called masters not because they're masters over us, but because they're masters over themselves. They've learned all the lessons. And thank God they've stuck around planet Earth to help us. They've been working, inspiring humanity behind the scenes for millennia. They've been the inspiration behind the great teachers. The great steps forward that humanity has taken have been inspired by these great masters, these great spiritual beings. Beings who used to be people like Jesus, Confucius, Buddha, Mary, the mother of Jesus, St. John, Peter, Paul, Ringo. No, not Ringo. Uh, sorry. Um, Joan of Arc is one of the great masters now, for example. So these great spiritual beings are helping us behind the scenes and have been for a long time. They, whenever angels appear to people, those are masters. They appear as angels because they don't want to scare us. They would never do anything to hurt us, ever, 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 ever. So they know that people understand angels, so they'll appear as an angel. When an angel appears to somebody, that's a master making themselves known, coming to give a blessing, coming to give peace of mind, coming to give reassurance, and so on. These are great masters, and they, are, they all have a job. Some work in politics, some work in religion, some work in music, some work in architecture, some work in healthcare, some work in finance. They work in all different areas of human endeavor behind the scenes. Now for a good one. Number five. Spiritual fact number five, the time is now. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. The time is now. This is an urgent message. I'm going to talk about astronomy, not astrology, astronomy. The Earth and the solar system sit in the heavens and periodically come into alignment with different constellations. There are 12 major constellations in our area, and we call those 12 constellations what? The Zodiac. Very good. The Zodiac. Yes. When we come into alignment with one of these, we are in alignment with that constellation for about 2,000 years. 2,250 years, it depends. They're different distances apart. So it takes about 26,000 years to, to come into alignment with all 12. It's quite a, quite a time. For the last 2,000 years, we have been in alignment with the constellation Pisces. Pisces. Every constellation, well, whenever we're in alignment with a constellation, we say we are in the age of whatever that constellation is. So for the last 2,200 years, 
or so, we have been in alignment. We have been in the age of Pisces. A great teacher comes at the beginning of each age to inaugurate that age. The teacher for Pisces was 2,000 years ago? Jesus. The great teacher Jesus came to inaugurate the age of Pisces. The symbol for Pisces is what, you guys? Fish, right, the fish. So is it any wonder that the symbol for Christianity is fish? Yeah, it's not a mystery. I'll make you fishers of men, he said. He fed the crowd with fishes. There's all these fish analogies in the Christian Bible. That's no accident. He was the teacher for the age of Pisces. He came 2,000 years ago to inaugurate that age and to teach God's love. The Buddha taught the wisdom of God. Jesus taught the love of God. So, it's been 2,000 years. We are now moving out of the influence of Pisces and into alignment with the next constellation, which is, good, Aquarius. Yeah, you guys are sharp. Aquarius. The next constellation is Aquarius. We are now moving into the age of Aquarius and out of the age of Pisces. Now, each constellation has special energy. Pisces has special energy. Aquarius has different energy. The energy of Pisces, the two primary aspects of the energy of Pisces are individuality. Man has come out of the herd in the last 2,000 years. And dedication to an ideal. It was dedication to an ideal, the ideal of freedom, that defeated the Antichrist in World War II. Wait a minute, did I say Antichrist? I did, didn't I? That's good news. According to the Ageless Wisdom, I have good news for you. The Antichrist has come and gone. It was Hitler. Yes. Actually, it's an energy, not a person. It's released through people. It was released through Hitler, a couple Japanese generals, and Mussolini. And if, if you think about it, Hitler did exactly everything that St. John's Book of Revelation says that the Antichrist will do. He fooled millions and millions of people into thinking he was this great savior, going to lead him into a perfect world. And he fooled them for years and years and years and years, and yet was incredibly evil. He was the expression of the Antichrist for our time. The, the, the 2,000 years ago, the Antichrist was expressed through Nero. If you look in John's book of Revelation in a study Bible, it'll say that Nero was the beast 666. Because the letters that make up the name in numerology that make up the name Caesar Nero total 666. He was the beast 666. The Antichrist energy is released to break down the old order, and it did. Nero destroyed Rome. That, that thing about Nero fiddling while Rome burns is true. He almost single-handedly destroyed the Roman Empire, paving the way for Christendom. Broke down the old order to pave the way for the new. Well, the same thing happened in World War II, the war to end all wars. And that is that it was here to break down the old order and pave the way for the teacher for the age of Aquarius. Now the symbol for the, the energies of Aquarius are synthesis and cooperation. Synthesis and cooperation. So you're going to see a lot more work done in groups. It has the Ageless Wisdom, uh, Benjamin Krem is in 24-hour uh, contact with one of these great spiritual masters. And his master has told him that even the office of President of the United States will no longer be one person. It will be a committee of wise people in the future, very near future. We might have our last president right now, actually. We'll see. But it will, when it starts happening, it will happen very quickly. So we're talking about the teacher for the age of Aquarius. It's time for a teacher, isn't it? It's been 2,000 years, and it's time for a teacher. He's called the world teacher. And according to Benjamin Krem, he is here now. He is living on the outskirts of London, waiting for the right time to come forward. He comes to fulfill all of the world's major religion prophecies, although he doesn't come as a religious person. Right now, the, the Buddhists are looking for the next Buddha, Maitreya Buddha. The Hindus are looking for the return of Krishna. The Muslims are looking for either the Imam Mahdi or the Messiah, depending on the sect of Muslim. The Jews are looking for the Messiah. The Christians are looking for Christ to return. He comes to fulfill all of those prophecies all at once in one person. We can do that now because we have worldwide communication. 
It, it, we, can, we can only have one teacher now and it'll work. So he is coming, but he's not coming alone. He's coming with a bunch of these masters. There are 63 masters all together helping planet Earth. Over 40 of them, probably about 42, are actually taking physical bodies. There are 15 in physical bodies right now, waiting for the right time to come forward, and that'll be when the world teacher comes forward. Uh, there's one in Geneva, there's one in Darjeeling, there's one in Tokyo, there's a master in the San Bernardino Mountains, there's a master in, where else? Um, um, London, that's, that's the world teacher. Um, Rome, outside of Rome, there's a master outside of Rome right now, been there for quite a while. That one everyone will probably be familiar with, that's the master Jesus. He is back. He is waiting for the right time to come forward. You see, they can't infringe our free will. We have free will. It's sacred. It's the very first book of the Bible. It's about Adam and Eve. They had a choice. We always have a choice. That's how we learn and grow. We choose, and then we learn from our choices. We can learn from a positive choice. We can learn from a negative choice. We can learn from all of them. That's how we learn. Our, our um, free will is sacred, and they're never going to infringe our free will, ever, ever, ever. So we have to recognize them when they come forward. We have to recognize them. They're not going to come forward. This world teacher is not going to come on TV. He is going to be on TV. But he's not going to come on TV and he's going to say, I'm here, everything's going to be okay, wave a magic wand, and poof, there's no more starvation, there's no more homelessness, everybody has health care. And that's not how it's going to happen. We have to do the work. That would infringe our free will. So he's going to come on and say some pretty wise things. And then we need to notice if this is somebody we should listen to or not. Now, I will tell you exactly how he's going to do this. He's going to be interviewed on TV by some major networks. One United States network, the BBC, probably a couple Japanese networks, and some other networks around the world. He's going to be interviewed as an ordinary person. He will not say, I'm the world teacher. He's going to be interviewed as a, as, a, as a regular person. And what we'll have to do is notice that there's something special about the things he says. He's, for sure, he's going to be talking about justice. He's going to be talking about freedom. He's going to be talking about the brotherhood of man. He's going to be talking about those things. People will start wondering who this is. Who is this man? Who is this man? And as especially the media wants to know who this person is, Finally, he will have a worldwide press conference. It will be hooked up by satellite. That's what the satellites are up there for. They're not up there for World Cup soccer. They're up there for this event. <laughs> he, call, he says it will be my day of declaration. And the day of declaration, he says that's when he will declare who he is and why he's here. And that he's here to help us, but that we have to do the work. He's a teacher. He's going to teach us. He's going to deal with not religion. He's going to deal with real basic stuff first. Stuff like health care. The health care system doesn't work. I'll come back to this. The health care system doesn't work right now. You know why? It was built with Piscean energy. Piscean energy is being withdrawn. The educational system doesn't work. The governments aren't representing the people anymore. None of this stuff is working, and that's because it was all built with Piscean energy in the last 2,000 years. And the Piscean energy is being withdrawn now. It can't do anything but collapse. That's all it can do. These systems needs to be, need to be rebuilt with Aquarian energy, the energy of synthesis and cooperation, the energy of service for all mankind and the brotherhood of man. That's what they need to be rebuilt with. They need to be rebuilt on those ideals and with those goals in mind. That's why they can't possibly work right now. They can only collapse and need to be rebuilt. Well, he comes to help with education, health care. As I speak to you, about every seven and a half seconds someone dies of starvation in a world with a 10% surplus of food. Now that's a crime. Every seven and a half seconds, mostly babies, die of starvation, and we have a 10% surplus of food, it's not getting distributed. It's sitting in our silos and in the Western world silos until we get the right price for it so we can sell it. And if we don't get the right price, what happens? It rots. 
It doesn't get distributed. And what does get distributed gets hijacked by the leaders of some, by some of these unscrupulous leaders, and it never gets to the people. So distribution is a problem. He comes to help solve that problem. So this is real basic stuff that we're going to be dealing with here. We're going to be dealing with feeding people, health care, that everybody will have an education according to their interest. Not an education about how to become a professional, an education about life, which is what education should be about. So that's what he comes to do. He's going to appear on TV on this day of declaration. And what, here's how you'll know it's him. I'm going to tell you right now. In, in great detail, exactly how you'll know it's him. So there's no mistaking it. I'm not going to be vague. I'm going to tell you exactly. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to hear there's going to be a big worldwide press conference. My suggestion is watch it. If it's at 2 in the morning, get up and watch it. You know, He's going to come on TV and you'll see his face on TV, but his lips won't move. You will hear his words in your head in your own language, whatever your native language is, that's how you will hear him speak. Telepathy. That's number one. Number two, while he's speaking, you will feel the love of God in your heart like you have never felt it before. I get chills when I talk about it. People will be crying, and I'll probably be one of them. <laughs> Feeling the love of God in your heart like you have never felt it before. Trust the love of God. The Antichrist cannot do that. Trust the love of God in your heart. And number three, you will find out while he's been speaking that there were hundreds of thousands of miracle healings around the world that occurred while he was speaking. And in those three ways, you will know that this one is the world teacher. Come to help us, come to educate us, if we will take his suggestions. We have free will. Some people are going to go, oh, Antichrist, Antichrist. And some people are going to not follow suggestions. And some are. He says, over a billion people are ready for me. It's no accident that you're in this room. Because the last great law, and I have about three minutes to do it, is you play an important part. You play an important part. What can you do about it? Well, the first thing you can do about it is do transmission meditation and help the world serve the world. It's tremendous service and it'll provide you with tremendous spiritual growth. Secondly, help people anticipate the arrival of the world teacher. Share this. Share what I'm telling you in your own words or whatever you believe. If you have 10% belief, something 10% of what I said, then share it at that level. You know, I heard this guy talking the other day about maybe a great world teacher is going to come. I don't know, but, you know, who knows? That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Share it at whatever level you have a you it, it rings familiar for you that you have a belief about it. This is an exciting time to be alive. We are being counted on to help create a new world. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. The age of Aquarius is here. It's time for lots and lots of change. It is going to happen. Be one of the people leading the parade, not one of the people following the parade. You know, jump in and do your part. You're not here by accident. You're not on this planet at this time by accident. Just like the people that were here during World War II weren't here by accident. They were dedicated. They got the job done. They defeated the Antichrist and paved the way for what's coming now. Well, now we're here. And we're here for this purpose. I promise you. Now, at whatever level you think this makes sense to you, like I said, you don't have to believe this just because I say it. But if any of it makes sense to you, I hope that you act on it. Thank you, everybody. Have a great weekend. Quite the amazing presentation, wasn't that? Well, I know I could remember it all, so I, I took some notes, and I just thought it would be important for us to remember 
what those eight facts were. Number one, all is God. And remember Benjamin Krem's definition of God, which is also quite fascinating. Number two, God has a plan. Number three, all works under law. And he mentioned those three laws, the law of cause and effect, the law of rebirth, and the law of love. Number four, God has wise helpers, Maitreya and, and the masters of wisdom. Number five, the time is now. We're moving from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius. This is our time, the most important time in the history of mankind. And you're here to witness it, work through it, and help us all break through and create a new civilization. Number six, you play an important part, which I think I just touched upon, but we can't overemphasize that because the work is ours to do. The masters will cheerlead us, we'll do the work. And number seven, one rule fits all, the golden rule, which of course we all know, do no harm. And thus, we don't accrue negative karma. And lastly, happiness follows service. The soul knows only service. Service is what the universe runs on. And that's part of the theme of the Aquarian age. Service not to the self, but to the whole, to the group, to humanity, because you are humanity. And in this age, we will learn to see our brethren in our own eyes and see us in our brethren's eyes. And that, I believe, is the bottom line of Dick Larson's presentation. I thank you so much for sharing it with us. We hope you take it to heart, and we will see you again here very soon. Thank you. Visit us on Facebook at hashtag Planetary Makeover. This show has been a production of planetarymakeover.org. At our website, we have a link to our bi-weekly live show at 5 p.m. Mondays, Western Time, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. At our website, we also have a link to our archives and a selection of our shows. For more background info, visit www.shareinternational-west.org. That's shareinternational-west.org. For related books and DVDs and CDs by Benjamin Krem on the emergence of Maitreya, the world teacher, please go to share-ecart.com.